Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. What's up, what's happening, everybody, and welcome into episode 138 of the Uptempo Podcast. Like always, I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here for week six, my best bets for the college football season. There's a couple of games on this slate that I really like, so I'm going to give you what I'm going to play this Saturday. But first, man, I wanted to talk about this Thursday night football game. What What is wrong with Russell Wilson? Uh, we know what's wrong with the Indianapolis Colts with how bad their offensive line is. Somehow they come away with a 12-9 victory in overtime. What the hell happened? It was probably the worst football game in NFL history. It was that bad. So before we get into that, we're going to kick it over here to the Belly Up Sports Network, and then we're going to get after it. Here we go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. What is up, everybody? And, man, it is a Thursday night, 11 o'clock, and I just got done watching the worst game in NFL history. 12-9 victory. The Indianapolis Colts go into Denver and absolutely steal one from the Broncos. These two offenses are absolutely pathetic. Horrible. Russell Wilson? Dog, what a waste of money. The Broncos got fleeced. The Broncos got fleeced. I mean, Russell Wilson is dog shit. Terrible. I mean, you have a chance to win the game. There's two minutes left. And you're up three. All you got to do is run the football. If you don't get the first down, you kick a field goal and go up six. And instead of running the ball, you try to get the ball to Cortland Sutton. 
and he has the former defensive player of the year on him, he undercuts the route and picks it off. Like, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, how do you go at Stefan Gilmore when you could just hand the ball off and win the game? The Colts weren't going 80 yards in a minute, a minute and a half. Hand the ball off. Do you not, do you not learn from your past mistakes? Do you not learn from not giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the one-yard line? Do you not learn from that? Hand the ball off. You were moving Indy. You were moving them. And you needed a couple yards on third down. If you don't get it, oh well, kick the field goal. Go up six. Make Indy drive the field. They would be forced to get a touchdown. Make the extra point. Instead, you let Stephon Gilmore undercut a route and you and you throw a terrible ball behind Sutton and it gets picked. It gets picked. And what do you know? The Colts move the ball into field goal range. They knock one through and you end up in overtime. What do the Colts do? Matt Ryan puts a drive together gets down there, they kick about a 50-yard field goal, they go up three, and then, what do you know, the Broncos, they put a drive together, they get down inside the red zone, and they're ranked 32nd in the NFL in red zone efficiency. They're horrible. They can't score touchdowns inside the red zone. And what do you know, you get in a fourth and one, and you line up out of the gun, and you put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I just said, do you not learn from previous mistakes? You just had a previous mistake in the fourth quarter. At the end of the fourth quarter with two minutes left, you had a previous mistake. And once again, in overtime, what do you do? You throw the football. You try to get it to Cortland Sutton. And you go at Stephon Gilmore again, the former defensive player of the year, one of the best corners in the game. Is he what he used to be? No, but he's still an all-time great. And you go at him again, and what does he do? He makes another play. He bats it away. The Colts win the game. All of this happened. Right after that, Cortland Sutton told him he was, hey, you're too small. And he stiff-armed, he stiff-armed uh, Gilmore on the, on the play down the sideline, and he got up and he said, hey, you're too small. And then who got the last laugh? Because you don't want to run the football. Is it Russ? I'm starting to think it's Russ. Run the football, man. It's not hard, man. People, people make this shit way too difficult. It's not hard, man. You run the football. Fourth and one, fourth and two, and we're lining up in the gun, and we're throwing the football. When you're the you're the thirty second ranked team in the NFL in red zone efficiency, you're gonna line up and throw the football. After the night that Russell Wilson had, you're gonna line up and throw the football. Ugh, man, it don't make no sense. Twenty one of thirty nine. For 274, zero tutters, 
and two picks. He was sacked four times for a loss of 24 yards. Mm. Mm. Terrible, man. Terrible. The one pick, I mean... (laughs) Man. It's horrible, man. It's so hard to talk about it because it's just flat-out pathetic. Like, that was the worst. Poor Matt Ryan. Poor Matt Ryan. I don't even know if it's Matt Ryan's fault. There's a couple times his pocket awareness... You know, it, it was really, really bad. He looked he, like he had happy feet all night. Even when he had a clean pocket, he didn't want to step up. But I think that's just all from having a terrible offensive line, and he knows what's coming. Uh, but, but I mean, he was sacked six times for a loss of 51 yards. He went 26 of 41 for 251 and zero tutters with two picks. I mean, his two picks were inexcusable too. Horrible. is just no ball security. Terrible. It, it was the worst game ever. The worst game ever. Horrible. Horrible. I, I don't... I don't mm. Man, that was tough to watch. And, and I thought that Missouri and Auburn was bad. I thought Missouri and Auburn was bad. Hell no. That's worse. Man, give me some Sunbelt on a Thursday night. Give me some action on a Thursday night. Because at this point, I'd rather watch that shit. Because what I just watched, ain't it. (laughs) Ain't it. Terrible. Man. Give me college football times 10, all right? Besides that, I don't want to watch that. And next week, next week, we get the Bears and the Commanders. Wow. Uh, You're really saving Thursday night football, NFL. You're really saving it. I mean, what a game. And then the following week, you get the Saints at the Cardinals, I believe. Wow, two dandies, all right? Three dandies back to back to back. Man, got to love that Thursday night NFL, that 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 prime on that prime video. Got to love it. Got to love it because they paid for some shit games. Thursday night football sucks. It sucks. It's not good. Not good quality. It's not NFL football. We we need to trash Thursday night football because the, the the quality is not good. You're asking these dudes to play on a Sunday, recover in three days, and play on a Thursday. Stupid, stupid. While asking them to also play seventeen games now, I, I'm just not a fan of Thursday night football. It, it's always been poor, poor quality football, in my opinion. So. I don't know. Um, But moving on to college football, my best bets, week six. Look, guys, I'm going to throw you one out there, starting this thing off at 11 a.m. The Tennessee Volunteers travel to Baton Rouge to take on the the 25th-ranked LSU Tigers. Okay, LSU comes in at 4-1. They had to come from behind victory against my Auburn Tigers last week. Uh, Tennessee sits at 4-0. They're coming off the bye week. Had a really big win against Florida a couple weeks ago. Uh, They're the eighth-ranked team in the country. Tennessee is a three-point favorite on the road in Baton Rouge at 11 a.m. on ESPN. Okay, people, the the reason I really like this spread, and I know they're on the road in Baton Rouge, 11 a.m. kick, weird things happen. I get it, okay? But last week, I watched an LSU team with Jaden Daniels at quarterback. 
they couldn't throw the football. They couldn't throw the football. Their receivers, they dropped a lot of passes. All right? They dropped a lot of passes. It could be different at home. It could be different. But they they struggled to move the ball consistently. And I look at this Tennessee offense and the way they like to operate. And they like to throw it all over the yard. And boy, that LSU secondary is some kind of trash. You hear me? Robbie Ashford threw for 337. Man, I can only imagine what Hendon Hooker wants to do this weekend. He is licking his chops. So I look at this, I look at this three point spread, and it could be a trap, but man, you gotta take Tennessee right here. I mean, you know, LSU's getting three, but man, like this matchup just it just doesn't seem like this is a, a three point game at all. Like I, I, I could see Tennessee running away with this one. I, I just I'm not sure that LSU can can keep up. If if Tennessee comes out and punches LSU in the mouth, can Jaden Daniels move the football up and down the field to keep up with Hendon Hooker? I just don't see that happening. So I'm gonna take Tennessee and the three. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give LSU the three. So I'm gonna take Tennessee there. Uh, minus three on the road at 11 a.m. in Baton Rouge. That is my first play. That is what I like there. And then I move on to TCU at Kansas. TCU coming in at number 17 in the country at 4-0. and Kansas coming in at 19 in the country, 5-0. and Kansas breaking the top 25, people. That is uh, something special. I think it's the first time since 2007 that they have broken the top 25. Uh, really big things for Lance Leopold out there in that um, out there in that Big 12 conference. Could possibly be the second best conference this year in college football from top to bottom. And and Kansas is rolling right now, and they're getting six and a half at home at 11 a.m. on FS1 this coming Saturday. And look, people. The reason I'm taking Kansas in the six and a half, I might actually buy the half a point and get it to seven. And here's why: TCU went and played Oklahoma last week. Okay, they they had a big time matchup with Oklahoma, and they boat raced Oklahoma, boat raced them, put up forty in the first half. Right, so we all know that. When you come off a big-time win like that and you do something that you weren't supposed to do and you boat race somebody like that, and now this week you followed up and you have to go on the road to Kansas, sellout crowd, 11 a.m. kick, are we going to get the same TCU team? And I like Kansas at home. I like Kansas as quarterback, the, the Jalen Daniels kid. I like him. I like him a lot. I like this Kansas defense. I like them at home. I like their head coach. Like I said, I like their quarterback. I think this could be a letdown for TCU here. You had a big win against Oklahoma. You blew their doors off. You follow it up next week, and you have a letdown. Give me Kansas, and I'm going to take the six and a half points here. Going to take the six and a half points. So that is my second play. Uh, man, I look at that Arkansas at Mississippi State game. Arkansas dealing with a bunch of injuries. I do not like this matchup for Arkansas. Mississippi State likes to throw it around the yard, man. 
Um, Arkansas could be looking at three straight losses here, falling to three and three. I really like Mississippi State in this game, but that spread at nine and a half, I just don't know if I'm going to touch that one. Uh, But I really do like Mississippi State over Arkansas in that game. Uh, The next game that I am going to play is at 2.30 on FS1. Texas Tech travels to Oklahoma State, the seventh-ranked team in the country. Oklahoma State's 4-0. Texas Tech is 3-2. And Texas Tech is getting 9.5 points. And I'm going to take the Red Raiders on the road in Stillwater. I like Texas Tech here. Going to take the nine and a half points. All right. They've lost a close game to Kansas State. We all know they beat Texas 37 34 in overtime. They had a close one with NC State, and we know they beat Houston. So, we all know Houston was a major letdown this year, but it's still a quality win. Uh, they were ranked at the time. So uh, you had a close one with the NC State, you beat Texas, and you had another close one with Kansas State. So they have played a quality schedule. Uh, we know that Oklahoma State had the big win against Baylor. But other than that, they really haven't played anybody. Um, so I like Texas Tech in this spot. I think they're going to put up points. Uh, and I just think 9.5 is way too much right here in this spot. Um, I think Texas Tech is is a pretty damn good football team, even though they're sitting at three and two. Don't look at that record; they've played a gauntlet, like I just said. Uh, and and I like them to keep it within nine and a half. I really do. So uh, that is that is my next big one at two thirty. Uh, give me Texas Tech and the nine and a half points. I really really like that right there. Uh, another one that I'm looking at. Look, man, Ohio State and Michigan State. They're at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State is flat out terrible, and we all know what Ohio State did to them last year. Ohio State is minus 27 on the road at Michigan State at 3 p.m. That game is on ABC. Man, there's just no way Michigan State keeps it within 27 points, right? No way. I mean, C.J. Stroud, look, Michigan State has one of the worst secondaries in the country. C.J. Stroud, those wide receivers, that offense, like – I'm not going to play it, but damn it, I really want to. I look at it, and I just think Ohio State is going to beat the dog piss out of them. I really do. It's just a bad, bad matchup. and I am i don't know. I, I might end up taking it. I, like, I just think it's a terrible matchup for Michigan State. I don't think they're a good football team. Uh, they're not going to put up a lot of points on Ohio State if they even do put up any points on, on the Buckeyes. I, I think this – this uh, this Jim Knowles defense at Ohio State, it's different. Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama, uh, top three teams in the country in my opinion right now. And I think Ohio State boat races them. But as of right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from that one. Um, another one that I was looking at is South Carolina going on the road at Kentucky. Will Levis being questionable. Now, I'm not going to play this game either, but – Kentucky minus six and a half with Will Levis being questionable. If he can't go, man, South Carolina getting six and a half. Uh, I know they're three and two. Spencer Rattler hasn't been what a lot of people were thinking that he was going to be this year. But, man, six and a half with no Will Levis, that's a lot of points in my opinion. I could possibly buy that one up to seven. Um, But I'm probably going to stay away from that one. (laughs) 
But um, my last game that that I'm absolutely taking, Texas A&M, no Max Johnson, going on the road to Alabama. Alabama is minus 24. And there is just no way I think this game stays within 24 points. I don't care if Bryce Young is a game-time decision and he doesn't play. I I still think Jalen Monroe – Jalen Monroe leads this team to a bigger victory than 24 points. No Max Johnson, and it goes to Haynes King. We've seen Haynes King work in the Texas A&M offense. It's not good. He's not an elite passer. He's a hell of an athlete. But as far as throwing the ball down the field, which we know that's how you have to beat Alabama, is you have to stretch them vertically. And I just don't think that Haynes King can get it done. I like Alabama you know, with everything that went off in the off uh, in the off season between Jimbo and Nick and all the words that were said and the media blowing it up, I think Alabama absolutely torches Texas A and M. So give me Alabama. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Texas A and M the twenty four and I'm gonna lay the house on Alabama and um I think Nick Saban embarrasses Texas A and M. And man, what about the words? The caller calling into Paul Feinbaum and saying that a hitman, hiring a hitman right now would be better than paying Jimbo the $85 million buyout. Wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, you signed into that big contract and you got all that oil money for that number one recruiting class and now you're talking about you're wanting to fire your head coach and, and that actually hiring a hitman would be better than firing him because you don't want to pay him $85 million. Hey, are things going good out there in College Station right now? I don't think so. I don't think they are. It's funny to see, too, because I'm sitting back and I'm enjoying the ride. Hey, you can call Auburn a dumpster fire all you want to, but that out there, they had the expectations this year. Auburn didn't have the expectations. Auburn was picked 4-8, and 5-7 and seven from the start. We knew what was going to happen this year with our head coach, whether he won six games, seven games, whatever. We knew. But Jimbo, old Jimmy boy out there, he was talking mighty, mighty confident coming into this season. And, boy, they've been piss poor. They've been piss poor. So, uh, give me Alabama, man. Give me Alabama. Throw the house on it. Uh, That might be my freaking lock of the week, honestly. That might be my lock of the week. The last one that I'm possibly playing, the last game that I would possibly play, uh, I might play, is Oregon on the road at Arizona. They're minus 13. I'm just – I'm not really sold on this one. I know Bo Nix has been playing out of his mind. Oregon, great offensive line. They moved the football up and down the field out there in the Pac-12. They're – right now, them, Utah, USC, they're the three the three-team race out there in the Pac-12. But Arizona played Mississippi State pretty tough out there earlier in the year. Will Rogers, eventually, uh, he, he pulled away in the second half and um, and ended up playing a really, really fine game out there. But this Arizona team, is they're better than what people think. Uh, don't. You know, don't just count them out. I know the ESPN predictors only giving them a, a 21% chance to win. But this, this Arizona team, they can put up points. They can move the football. So I like Oregon in that game. I'm just not totally sure that I would play it. Uh, but, you know, giving Arizona 13, 
Uh, I think Oregon's going to win the football game. I just I'm not sure if 13 is enough for me to play that. So I'm going to stay away from that one. But uh, those are the games that I have highlighted on my slate. Uh, we all know Georgia and Auburn. Look, that's a huge spread. All right, going to Athens. Um, I'm just going to stay away from it. I'm not going to bet on my football team because I honestly just I don't know what happens. I know my prediction from yesterday yesterday's episode was 34 to seven. Auburn would cover with that prediction, but I'm not I'm not betting on it. So, uh, with that being said, uh, it's going to be a short, quick, re, uh, short, quick episode tonight. I'm not going to keep you in here any longer. Uh, it's late. I'm headed to bed. Those were my best bets. So. That being said, I'm out. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.